Welcome back to another episode of Zebo Talks. My name is Michelle Coates and today I'll be your host. Today we are joined by Kira Connolly and we're looking at the area of DE&I. Kira, can we start by just you telling us a few bits about yourself? Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. So my name is Kira Connolly. I'm an integrative counsellor and I'm corporate wellbeing specialist here at Zevo Health. So um, my practice is quite diverse. I look at uh, many different things. So from a corporate sense, looking at self-care, work-life balance and things that help us to increase our life satisfaction and also our productivity as well. Um, but then also on a personal level, um, I support people in finding uh, meaning and purpose in their lives and addressing a variety of issues such as anxiety, stress, trauma, bullying. Essentially, I help my clients to navigate uh, change and help them to reestablish balance in their life as well. So the uh, model that I work in is humanistic. So I'm basing each model off the individual rather than having a one size fits all approach uh, when they come into therapy or self-care. So that's a little bit about me and my work. Amazing. Can we go into maybe, if I was someone I'd never heard the phrase before, D&I, how would you describe that? And how would you kind of simplify it to get to the bones of what it really means? So, um, so yeah, so DEI um, is a concept or initiative that's promoting fair treatment and full participation of people uh, in the workplace and society. So essentially, it's targeting or paying attention to populations who have historically been underrepresented or discriminated against uh, in these areas. So DNI isn't just a challenge for society, it's also a space for uh, corporate business as well. So we see a lot of initiatives kind of coming in into schools, into workplaces, but also into communities to try and have that fair representation across the board. Okay, so you mentioned that DEI is becoming a much bigger area and it is getting an awful lot more attention both within Ireland and internationally. But how do you think it's kind of looking within Ireland at the moment? Um, within within Ireland, we're definitely having the conversation more. And this is because of what's kind of happening, let's say, on a global basis. So if we look at the pandemic, that's had a huge effect. But also there's been racial turmoil historically, but we've seen a lot of that, you know, coming up in the news um, recently too. You know, we're talking more. We're talking more about these events, the impacts they have on individuals, communities, and this conversation is really productive. So there was um, a fantastic report done worldwide on uh, Deolite. But when you look at Ar- Ireland, um, we can see that there possibly has been quite a negative impact on women from the pandemic. So this, this impact suggests that there could be... Um, certain threats to women progressing with regards to DNI or you know with regards to gender equality so over or nearly 82 percent of women um reported that they felt they were negatively disrupted by the pandemic in regards to their career progression um a lot of them experienced uh disruptions in their career growth and they believe that this has limited them um, and maybe has, you know, maybe stopped uh, progression, maybe going into a promotion or that the actual work structure has changed due to the pandemic. And these have directly um, impacted, you know, what their career progression would have looked like pre-pandemic. 
So also as well, if you think about uh, caregiving and the pandemic and all the changes that it's, it's met as well, um, there's been a, just a huge shift there. Extra demands, you know, in the workplace, extra demands at home, while we're all trying to still figure life after the pandemic now and about 40 percent of people reported of women sorry reported in this report that they're unable to balance these extra demands between work and life commitments so now trying to figure this out we also see that they're citing that they have uh, they're experiencing or feeling negative consequences to their physical and mental well-being as well so this is one example of DEI what it looks like today and why DEI is so so important because now that we have this research saying okay we can see the areas that maybe women are struggling or in the in the concept of gender that we can now start applying different um, processes different policies to try and help kind of overcome those barriers and this is going to look different for every company because not all of us experience the same shift or the same kind of changes with regards to the pandemic we're all completely different but it's looking in at that specific situation seeing where those barriers are and then using DEI to try and alleviate those barriers so we can have that flow and that career progression again that's really interesting because a lot of people might initially hear DEI and they kind of think they'll have very specific ideas of what that can mean and what that looks like. Whereas a lot of people wouldn't necessarily go to think of like the role people had during um, the pandemic, that sort of thing, and how that could be limiting and where it could lead to and everything like that. So it's kind of interesting to see it from outside, like very much the, the norm, if you will, and where people would like naturally, like their brain would straight away go to when they hear the phrase. Mm, yeah yeah exactly it's it's got so many layers and you know we like to say that there's there's no one size that fits all so it absolutely is going beyond the norm we can't just have one one policy that's going to suit everyone it doesn't exist it doesn't work every company has different goals every community has has different goals so you need to have a look at what exactly they are and then to attract that kind of talent to attract that kind of diversity you know the community the corporate space has to be welcoming and that's gonna really allow a positive workflow to to flourish yeah because also that really brings into like really knowing your employees or your community kind of knowing the people really well so you understand the challenges they have as well as understanding the strengths Oh, 100%, 100%. And this, and this is really, you know, what we're talking about, the conversation maybe that's being had today when it comes to understanding DNI is that people, people want change and that it's so important to have this data on who, who am I working with? What do, what do these people want, you know, whether in a corporate sense or a community sense, you know, we want to see greater, um, greater reflection of our morals and our values in the work that we're doing. And, you know, we want to see change when we go back to maybe the struggles that the pandemic has brought on um, other kinds of life events, worldwide events that have gone on. You know, we don't want to see a repeat of these things. It's really not going to ever be a one size fits all. But I suppose that's no more place in, in the workplace. Like mm-hmm. the workplace is somewhere we have different different walks of life from every company, especially if you have an international company. 
you can really have it can be a real melting pot sort of thing so it's very crucial to understand the impact of having the right policies and the right attitudes in place yeah absolutely absolutely because do you know the dni isn't just it's not just a thing that you know is focusing on representation there's huge benefits that we're that we see you know from the workplace as well it's bringing around all of these new ideas and we see productivity going up like so it's not it's it's hugely beneficial for the workplace as well so we can we know at this stage of where we are at in the conversation of DEI that representation matters and you know when it comes to the place where we're living and where we're working you know we want to see the businesses reflecting that you know we want different backgrounds you want different educations different races ethnicities and genders you know this diverse pool is going to bring about that creativity and then once we bring that in it needs to be well managed that's the key part there and that's when we're saying about there's no one size that fits all this is it okay so it's not you know making up these policies at the start of your d and i journey and then going right dusting off the hands we're done <laughs> you know it's something that has to be managed it has to be reviewed um and so you know what we're going to find is is that we're opening up all these opportunities to these different populations who have historically been underrepresented or possibly discriminated or possibly discriminated against so it's showing that when, once we welcome DEI into our communities that we're seeing performance go up because now we have all these different conversations these diverse ideas we're seeing retention going up because we're creating a place where people again feel safe here they feel heard they feel listened to um, so they're going to stay in the company. So we're seeing less turnover there in a corporate sense. Our reputation is going to be going up too because, you know, uh, you know, happy, happy employees. We're going to have that happy work going as well. And we're going to see innovation go up as well. So in real life, you know, we aren't seeing this, you know, in real life, we're, research is showing us all the benefits to DNI, And hopefully by the end of our chat this morning, I'll have everyone convinced. But <laughs> it's, you know, it's in let's say the context of Ireland we're getting there we're getting there we can see the the changes that the likes of the US and England are making like it's huge they have people actually hiring specific DNI officers we're not there yet in Ireland so this is why this conversation today is so so important we're just starting it um but what we are seeing even in kind of globally let's say we aren't we still aren't seeing a reflection maybe um, in reality what the research is producing okay we're still seeing those inequalities um and we're seeing them kind of these inequalities and discrimination still getting worse at that higher level kind of manager position so we have a lot to a lot of work to do so right now we're learning about what dni is but we need to get better at managing it looking at the policies reviewing the policies when new people come into the company reviewing them see do they still fit do they do they work when people leave do we need to change them again so it's really really important when we're understanding the concept within a workplace is that it's hard work it's hard it's it's, <laughs> it's hard work but hopefully you know what we want to be seeing is in, in 10 years time this isn't a conversation we're having anymore it's just you know free flowing and it's and it's just kind of taking its own course so right now 
we're starting with the conversation we're educating people increasing awareness and doing all of that but hopefully we're going to see that ripple effect where this change is happening just automatically and it's really important that you know we're working hard at the moment we understand what what dni is that we're putting that effort and work in uh to making these policies reviewing them and practicing them on a day-to-day basis and in 10 years time hopefully we're seeing that we're having these conversations less because it's just happening anyways that's i think it's important to kind of remember like we are at the start mm-hmm. and look to other countries for guidance see where they went right see the way they went wrong and then understanding what as a nation an ever-changing nation that we need and what's going to help us develop into if someone feels like they're really wanted really involved and they're getting you're going to get the most out of that person yeah that's that's the thing as well isn't it it's that you know we want to want to hold on to this creativity we all, you know, and and we all want to come to work or come into communities where we feel safe. It's all about that feeling of, of safety and feeling that we're encouraged. We want to be using all the tools that we have coming into our society as well. You know, we've seen other gender populations and um, ethnicities and uh, cultural uh, differences, you know, be, be discriminated against and and uh, not being get given the same opportunity. So this DNI is going to create that safe space I was referring to there, to bring bring them into the into those communities, into those workspaces, and then the policies that we are, are implemented into our day to day life. That is what's going to maintain what DNI is trying to create. Okay, I suppose like for a organization or someone kind of in a leadership position what can we do to kind of practically turn it around and bring DEI and like to the center of an organization and make it a priority yeah 100 percent. there's there's so much we can do I suppose step one is to start <laughs> so, you <laughs> <Yes>. know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. so you know we we do recognize in in Ireland that like we're, we're it's a progress D, and it is and it's something new like D, D and I really came about in the mid 1900s um so it's a very new concept um so to start off when you're if you're an organization you're listening today and you're thinking okay this all sounds great I want to bring this into my next meeting like how do I how do I sell this first thing is really is that number one Again, there's no one size fits all. I'm sorry, <laughs> there's not. <laughs> I don't have a simple, easy answer for you. But number one tip is not to assume what people want and what people need. Okay, DNI. The one thing it's doing is recognizing and celebrating we are all individualistic. So that means the policies that we are going to put in place need to be individualistic too. So if you're at a company level, at a personal level, level, I want you to look at the people or the person that you're dealing with, recognizing that they are individualistic. So their needs are going to be individualistic too. So it's getting to know them. This, this is going to be the rich data that we're going to get that's going to help us to decide, okay, this is what they need, this is what they want, and we can start going from from that point so 
what we're going to do is number one, if we're going to gather that data, okay, we're going to start that conversation. And a lot of people will be kind of apprehensive to have this conversation. So at a company level, we don't know what we're going to get back. At an individual level, you know, maybe we've never kind of asked someone about their ethnicity or their culture before, or, you know, um, about their life circumstances, whatever it is. Maybe it's something that we haven't felt comfortable about. Maybe we feel like it's a little bit too personal. So I'd always start with those open-ended questions. Don't assume that they want to talk about it. Don't assume, you know, it's giving that opportunity that um, when it comes to um, a company level that we do have these feedbacks, they're anonymized, okay? We, you can ask for like gender and position, position level to make sure that you're getting an, a good representation. So say if you're putting out a, um, a piece of uh, research or a questionnaire and then only let's say men at high level positions answer and everyone below it they don't get the opportunity to answer it then you'd know that that data would be skewed so you when it's coming to the when it is coming to other company level we do need certain kind of characteristics there but on a personal level, level ask those open-ended questions ask them say hey I'd love to like get to know you more or you know there's this piece about you that I don't really understand would you be comfortable in having a conversation around it but really have those open-ended questions but respecting the autonomy of the person as well um, then at a sticking with kind of the organizational level, because that's kind of the, the question that you asked me, the we may have certain businesses that are really small or for some reason that they just can't seem to facilitate the research to gather the data. Maybe, you know, we don't have that big of a population pool. So what we want to do is try and facilitate and include as many topics as we can that we recognize that aren't being widely discussed within the culture of the company as well. So anything that you think you're missing out of, start that conversation, raise that awareness, you know, if it's around neurodiversity, LGBTQ, um, the passion that to drive DE and I is going to come from that higher level. That higher level is going to be top down. So it's going to be the managers, the CEOs, the COOs pushing that down, but then the people maintaining it and practicing it is going to be from the bottom up. So it's going to be the employees taking the skills that they're learning and cultivating them in their day-to-day -day lives, the team leads, the managers, and so on, so on. And this is how we're going to create that fantastic, uh, culturally diverse and safe uh, workflow. So it's really important that we recognize the responsibility of our leaders in the corporate space in being proactive about this and um, also managing it as well. So as I was saying, you know, it's the top down that's going to be bringing all those new ideas, but it's the bottom up that's going to be practicing them and changing that kind of culture within the workplace. So again, remember I was saying earlier about the once we make the policies, still not done we still have to review them we have to manage them so it's also the leader's um responsibility to making sure that everyone is practicing correctly and you know there's no uh, microaggressions or bullying uh, happening within the teams as well avoiding subcultures forming because once we have that information you know we all interpret it in different ways and we may be practicing it or you know digesting it in a certain way that maybe not be the reflection of what the company was going for so it's really important um, as well that, you know, once we spark this conversation that we're making sure that it as it's kind of blossoming, it's working well, that the policies that we've implemented, they fit. If they don't fit, it's the responsibility of the leaders to kind of sit down, review and to make sure that they are um, flourishing. They're actually working. If they need to be changed. Then that's what's really important there. So, you know, if we're creating 
a culture of inclusion um it's going to allow your company to exceed beyond the norm as well so I suppose like obviously we've spoken a lot about it and everything like that but if a company is at a stage where they kind of think okay we need to we need to join the rest of them mm-hmm. how do they go about attracting like a good like a good diverse workforce and try incorporate that and kind of get that to the heart of their organization yeah of course and I mean you know this this conversation today it isn't to make anyone you know feel bad or to be like oh my god you know this is <laughs> this isn't no good stop on the wrists <laughs> yeah yeah like these conversations there it's it's for an educational person purpose you know it's a raising awareness you know and again there's not a one-size-fits-all model so don't rush it you know it's it's we're gonna have to take take the time that it's gonna be trial and error we'll put things in place that will work and then they won't work and so you know it's really important to kind of mention that maybe first off you know there there is no one size fits all no one's perfect and it really does take that constant kind of review and management to to get to where you need to get but if you're trying to attract that diverse workforce make your company attractive to it you know um let's not overcomplicate it we've covered a lot today already so look at your hiring your promotion your retention practice look at all of those how is that at the moment look at the policies that you can put in place to make your company attractive and um, once you know when with the existing workforce you have you know if you're bringing that in you need to have a certain level of work done for when when those populations do enter the business that they do have they are welcomed and uh people are comfortable with with change as well so those educational listening sessions such as like peer groups can just be fantastic because they allow um they allow employees to establish connections that maybe they weren't given the opportunity to connect on that level before. So in the peer, the peer group sessions or educational listening sessions, it really allows individuals in the workplace to challenge their biases, their stereotypes or certain ideas or thoughts that they may have had in the had in the past. And it gives them the opportunity to ask questions, learn and to show up better for their colleagues in the workplace. And they can learn practical skills and learn certain stereotypes and biases, but also it opens up a whole new conversation, which is so healthy and helpful for the diverse population working within that company as well. So if you want to start, I suppose it's asking, how are you showing up as a company to accommodate that diverse population now? Think about that, digest it, and then have a look and see, okay, what are the certain things that we can kind of bring in there? Look at your, if you're thinking about uh, a neurodiverse population, what, what what's the noise level like? What's the lighting like? Thinking about people coming in with um, disabilities or, or illnesses, you know, do you offer occupational health ergonomics? When you look at families, parents coming in, what's your flexibility like? You know, so it's really important to think about, okay, who do we want coming in? What is their life looking like? And what are we doing to keep them there for them to have an enjoyable workforce? And remember as well that DNI, it's not just for, a, it is all about the individual, it's completely individualistic, but it's not just the individual that benefits from these policies. We see huge benefits in the corporate world as well, such as the motivation, the retention, uh, innovation, creativity. So there's huge corporate benefits there as well. So 
that is how I would start if you know if you're thinking now today okay I want to bring about this change ask yourselves how are you showing up for that for for those diverse populations how are you attracting that diverse talent and start there difficult question but I know everyone can do it <laughs> it's a different way to go about it because like for most things it's um very much what an employer can do or an employee can do for the employer like very people would ever look at it the other way around that's exactly it so like you know we're we're actually kind of trying to have that balance we're both reflecting each other's core values and you know what's important and that's why we see the innovation that's why we see the retention and their creativity because you know in ideal circumstances and in ideal kind of conditions will flourish think about you know like growing a plant you know with enough light and water and good soil it's going to bring this beautiful flower whereas if it's not getting those kind of not ingredients but that nutrition it's you're not it's not going to flower you know it's not going to grow it's not going to flower so we can think about dni as being the water the soil and the sun and the flower representing us but also the the workplace that we're in too thank you i think that kind of brings us to the end of today i'd like to thank you very much for joining us thank you for having me it's been great <laughs> really interesting subject to look at we've never actually touched on this before so first time for everything yeah. so um just on that i suppose thank you to the listener for listening and if you have any questions about de and i please feel free to reach out to us at sevohealth.com thank you for listening to this episode and tune in next time <laughs>